This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. I am so excited to tell you guys about Anchored Media's upcoming open house. It's happening on February 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In this open house, you're going to learn more about Anchored Media, what we do, how we serve podcasters. So if you feel like God has called you to podcasting and you're afraid, you don't know where to start, you don't know how to just put this idea into practice in order to really get on a microphone and do what you're called to do, come to our open house to see what we have available for you. If you have a show and you're not seeing the results that you want to see, and you find yourself just getting discouraged because you're not making the impact that you want to make with the show, you're not seeing any money coming in from the show, and you need help with really growing and monetizing, come to our open house as well. We are experts at helping people launch and grow podcasts. I've worked with over 150 podcasters. And the success stories are endless of shows that have launched and grown as a result of our guidance and our teachings. So I want to tell you all about my baby, Anchor Media, and all the great things that we're doing for the kingdom of God in the field of podcasting. So again, it's happening on February 15th. 
8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, even if you missed it, I get it. Just go to anchoredmedia.com slash open house and you can get immediate access to the replay. So again, even if you are not able to join us live, you can get access to the replay, still learn about all we have to offer, see the next steps on working with us, and of course, be able to reach out to myself and my team with any questions that you may have. So I would love to see you there. I can't wait to meet you again. That's anchoredmedia.com slash open house. And you can also click the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. My name is Tatum Tamia. I'm the host of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast and the CEO of Anchor Media and Anchor Media Studios, which is where we're shooting from right now. In today's video, and this will actually probably be a two-parter, we're going to be talking about how to realistically become more like the Proverbs 31 woman. Now, I talk about this heavily in my book, She is Uncompromising. You can get it on my website, TatumTamia.com. Now, this is a section in my Bible when I tell you it should be holes in it by how much it's been scribbled, written, highlighted, underlined, starred, asterisk. Like, this is the most marked up section of my Bible because every time I feel like I encounter a new life change or, you know, life just begins to evolve, things may get busy, I go back to it like, okay, God, show me something else. Show me something else. And so for these next two videos, I want to point out just some things that stood out to me, some revelations that I got from it in order to help you become more like the Proverbs 31 woman as well. And I have my phone here because I'm going to read some of the exact scriptures that you can find in Proverbs 31. So the first element to being a Proverbs 31 woman is understanding that she is a true helpmate. It's to understand that she's trustworthy and she's a true helpmate. So in verses 11 through 12, it says her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Now, when I got married, this is one of the times I'm in this book, like, okay, because I was very big on, poor BJ, just pray for him, y'all. When we were dating, <laughs> I was very big on like, hey, uh, you're not my husband, so we not going to act like it. <laughs> so I'm not prioritizing you over my business. And before we got married, we were shacking. I'm not promoting it. I'm just telling you my truth. We were living together. And so I'm like, listen, just because we live together don't mean that you finna be acting like my husband because you ain't. So certain things will come up. I'm like, mm, you reach capacity of boyfriend level. I'm not doing that. So... <laughs> When I got married, I'm like, dang, I've been talking trash for like the last year about how <laughs> he done reached boyfriend level. Uh, he graduated. So, <laughs> God, what, what is life going <laughs> to look like now? Because I've really been running my mouth. And reading Proverbs 31, uh, just talking about being a helpmate and being trustworthy. One of my big things was before we got married, going to premarital counseling. And so he wasn't, he wasn't against it. It just wasn't that big of a deal to him. It wasn't like, for me, it was, I'm not marrying you until we go to premarital counseling. For him, it was just like, I mean, it's cool. So because it was such a, a big deal for me, we went. And that was a big part of learning how to be a helpmate and not just a helpmate, but BJ's helpmate. And I think that that's where a lot of, I get annoyed by all of the a lot of the relationship talk that I see on the internet, and I really don't partake in it too much, but a lot of it that I see on the internet is just a bunch of single people discussing what they may or may not do when they get married. 
or a bunch of married people discussing what they do in their household, which may not work for your household. And the most important thing when you're dating, especially if you're going to marry somebody, because who you marry will make or break your destiny. It's such a, I feel like we prioritize the wedding so much. A marriage will make or break your destiny. It's such a serious decision that shouldn't be made on just emotion and how you feel or how fine he is. It should not. It is a spiritual and logical decision. You ain't going to always have those butterflies. He ain't going to be fine all the time. We sitting on the toilet and all of that stuff that you see in the house. He ain't that fine no more right there. Like, it's just not a, it's, it cannot be a vain decision. And so... Uh, it was huge for me to learn how to be BJ's wife. And I don't think that people emphasize that enough that I just, I don't need to just learn how to be a wife. I need to learn how to be my husband's wife. Cause I might be out here taking all the cooking classes. I hate cooking, but the internet says that I have to learn how to cook in order to be a wife, but your husband may like to eat out and don't care about that. He might be the chef himself and be like, girl, I don't care about you cooking. I want to do this for you. So now you don't stress yourself out because of whatever the world is telling you to do when your actual person that God created for you doesn't need that from you. And so for me, premarital counseling was huge because I want to know you on a deeper level to learn how can I make your life easier? How can I bring you good and not harm? all the days of your life. And so one of the things that I do is I'm always praying. One thing I know about my husband is he's very laid back. He is a people pleaser in a sense. Like he, he's not going to let anybody take advantage of him, but he's very much so a giver. And it's his nature to always sacrifice himself for somebody else. Like it could be a blizzard he could see that you're cold. He will give you his shirt, his coat, his socks, his shoes, and he will catch pneumonia just so that you can be warm. That's his personality. It's who he is. And so for me, it's my job as his wife to protect that. I'm the bulldog. I'm the, nah, you ain't giving him your shirt because then what you going to do? That's me. So I protect him in that way. But also a flaw-ish of mine is I can be a spoiled princess. So... My uh, parents would like, B BJ, we sorry. <laughs> it's our fault. Why she be acting like this? But understanding that about myself, I can sometimes be one of the ones taking, right? Letting him do whatever for me because that's his nature. Now, I'm going to get catered to. But at the same time, it I have to make sure, how can I make your life easier? I know you do the dishes all the time because that's, you know, your thing. That's a chore that you took on in the house. But every now and then after I cook, let me just do the dishes too, to just do acts of service to make sure that your life is a bit easier. I see the things that you're communicating and you may not tell me, hey, can you pray for me for this? But let me just make sure in my prayer time, I cover this as well. I see you doing this and not complaining. So let me try to accommodate that for you. And I, that's something I do all the time, just paying attention and asking God and also paying attention to his uncommunicated desires so that I can be a good help me. And that's one of my prayers all the time. God, it's not in BJ's character to be like, I need this from you. So how can I serve him today? 
it's hard to do when you're mad, but you know, it's something I try to do often. Like, how can I serve him? How can I be his a better helpmate? Show me the flaws and the areas in myself. And God shows me those things. He'll tell me things to do. Hey, send him a, a, a really nice text today. And I'll do that. Hey, show him some extra affection today. I'll get in prayer or something like that. And I'll go sit on his lap because I'm not naturally a super affectionate person. So just go and sit on his lap, do a bunch of extra little cute stuff. He likes that, right? It's just, it's small stuff, not huge, but just really making, being mindful and present in my home and attentive to the uncommunicated desires of my husband so that I could be a trustworthy helpmate. Having a relationship with God, covering him in prayer so that I can be a good helpmate, hearing from God and being willing to God, for God to show me myself, to correct me. One of the best pieces of advice that I got before I got married was before you take your issues to your husband, pray about them first. And that's something I, I did even when we were dating. I was like, what? Because again, my mouth, I'll say how I feel. But it's something I started doing where I was like, God, man, he made me mad because he did this or he did that. And God's like, but you did this. You did that. So why don't you start doing this? Don't don't say nothing about that. And it'll be things that I'll talk to God about, not say it to him, that he'll come and maybe apologize for or that he'll be like, all right, hey, I, I noticed this. I'm going to start doing that. And I'm like, oh, this really worked. It was so many times I was like, oh, OK. That was some very wise advice. But again, I suggest all of you guys who are married or preparing to be married, take these last nine and a half minutes <laughs> and apply that. Take whatever is relevant to you and apply it and, and utilize it for how you can be more like the Proverbs 31 woman in this way. Another characteristics of the Proverbs 31 woman comes in verse 20. It says, she extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. So this is all about just kindness and generosity and being a giver. So just always look for opportunities that you can give. I think at the root of this is really humility. How can you give? For me, I don't think that I'm naturally a huge giver. I don't go like tossing money around all the time, but I'm definitely always looking for opportunities to wear I can help people, right? I help people in business, but also it may be something like the society where we do this every year. I don't really broadcast it, but around the holiday time, people are going through real stuff, especially the last few years. It can be as simple as facilitating an opportunity for people's needs to be met. Like I don't have enough money to save the world, but I can facilitate an opportunity to help people get their needs met. So like even in the society, uh, when COVID first hit, it was a simple of, hey, is anybody in need this season with things shutting down? Hey, if it, if does, is anybody able to contribute to help our sisters in this community to be able to uh, meet their needs this season? Man, we was have people's mortgages were getting paid, bills were getting paid, groceries were getting purchased. It were so many things, and I gave a, a I gave money, but. I couldn't have done that myself. Like I couldn't have met all of those needs myself. So it's bigger than just, you know, it can be bigger, in my opinion, embodying this than just what you can give. But how many opportunities can you cultivate for people's needs to be met? We do this even in the holidays with the society. The last couple of years, I think we've raised a couple thousand dollars. Well, this year, I think it was like 
1300 or something. Last year it was like 1600 But just able to give, put some money in people's pockets, help them with what they have going on in the holiday season. It's just an opportunity to give. The Bible says, give and it shall be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And so we should, we should be women who uh, care, who give, who cultivate opportunities to help people who are kind. In, in this day and age, kindness is so easy to do, but it's so hard to find. I remember I was working with a videographer and she was going through some things personally. And she had missed a couple deadlines about when it came to like the video and stuff like that. And I was really kind of like, hey, it's okay. Like, I understand you have a lot going on. Just let me know when you're able to get it to me. I don't think I did anything extra besides just be kind and understanding and give grace. And I remember she had hit me up maybe like a month or so after that. And she asked, cause she uh, dropped something off. She had something for me. Cause she dropped it off at the office. I was like, yes. Yeah. So I told her when I was there, she came and met me. She gave me this card and it, it made me tear up. She said, Hey, one of my parents passed away and it was a really tough time, but I'm so grateful for you just giving me grace and for your kindness. And I was like, dang, like I wasn't even thinking of it as like, well, let me be nice because I'm gonna get something from it or anything like that. But just giving people grace and kindness is so, so, so important because you never know what people are going through these days. And I know people have extended me grace and kindness when I've been going through things as well. So it's important that we just keep that in mind, not be so critical. I mean, in this social media age, you get all these negative comments and everybody got something to say. Everybody an expert on everything. Everybody criticizing everything. It's We should just be kind and keep that in mind and be givers. This episode is brought to you by NPR. As a Black woman, it is just so important to have Black stories and to see myself represented in the media. As a mother of two beautiful Black little boys, it's important for me to show them representations of themselves in the media so that they can be inspired and know that the possibilities are endless for them and their futures, and also so that they can see their stories told. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to, I've been thinking 
a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users and 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. And the last characteristics of a Proverbs 31 woman, of course, is that she's a God-fearing woman. So verse 30 says, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. I get questions all the time about people who, you know, hear the message of make God the CEO, seek God on behalf of your business. All of these things about, well, how do I do this God's way? How do I uh, do my business God's way? All of these things. You have to know God to know how to do things his way. We can't put the cart before the horse. You have to have a relationship with God. You need to know the word so that you can live the word out. You need to know how to hear from God. I always say, don't start no business. Don't be trying to do without being first a God-fearing person, someone whose life is subject to him. And I feel like these days, especially with like online entrepreneurship and everybody trying to achieve something, we lose the fact that we are his servants, not the other way around. If God never gave you any of the things that you you've put on your vision board this year, if he chose not to, would you still serve him? If your business never became successful, would you still serve him? These are tough questions that you have to ask yourself. And if the answer is no, be honest. I'm not going to judge you. Be honest. If the answer is no, then you got to go back to the foundation. Having a relationship with him again by learning your word, not secondhand faith, not you only hear the word from the perspective of the preacher or the teacher or pastor that's communicating it to you, but you understanding the text for yourself, the context, 
the intent behind it, the times that it was in, the message, how it's relevant to you today, all of these different things, how you can live it out, a true understanding of the word so that you can live it out in your life. That's what you need. You have to be a God-fearing woman. You have to be someone who spends more time on her face, spends more time in the presence of God than you do in all of the hats that you wear. You have to be able to operate based on his principles. And I feel like that gets so lost these days, especially in a lot of the teachings and the things of that nature is we stick with the cute stuff the fun stuff, the uh, exciting scriptures that he'll supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. He'll do exceedingly and abundantly above anything I could ask for or think. I am the lender and not the borrower. I'm ahead and not beneath. Like all of these things that are facts is scripture, but also if you're knee deep in debt, are you going to still serve God? When your life doesn't look like what the promise is, would you still serve him or are you going to give up? One of the things that I was having a conversation with a friend uh, yesterday, she was just talking about this hard area that she's really believing in God for. and She's not seeing the fruit of her prayers yet. She was saying like she really found herself like not even talking to God about it because she felt like it'll impact her faith if she focuses too much on her disappointment in this particular area. And I was telling her, I'm like, I was validating her feelings because I get it. You know, it was, I remember even when I was trying to have my son and I talk in my book about my history of miscarriages and struggles to conceive and carry the term. And I was telling her when we were talking about this man in that season, one of the hardest things, and I had to be honest with God, one of my foundations of me and God's relationship and honesty and vulnerability. I say, God, it is very hard to know that you're a miracle worker, to know that you can solve this problem for me instantaneously and you haven't. That hurts my feelings. That makes me actually pretty upset because I'm telling everybody else and, and, and I'm reading this word. I know this word. It's in my heart. I know the magnitude of who you are, but you're choosing not to take this burden for me. Why not? And that's real. That's a real emotion that we all are going to face, knowing that God is all powerful and yet he chooses not to solve whatever this hard place is and whatever, you know, because it may be a not yet thing, but still like it's tough. That is tough. But any, even in that place, will you still serve God? My husband was watching um, The Chosen recently. I haven't sat down to watch too much of it. Uh, usually when I watch TV, it's like at the end of the day. I don't like to watch stuff deep. Just let me watch something that's light or whatever. And that's a show that I know I really want to pay attention to and uh, compare it to the scripture. And I just haven't had time to really do it. But he watches it pretty often. And so it was one part I just happened to come into the room where it was on when it was on. And one of the disciples, um, Jesus had just met with all the disciples and let them know, like, hey, y'all my people and y'all finna go out and tell the word about world about me. Right. And so um, this particular disciple, I can't remember which one it was. He was sick or had some type of ailment. And he went up to Jesus. They had already left. Everybody was out. Jesus was going wherever he was going. So he walked up to him and was like, can I ask you something? And Jesus was like, of course. And he was like, so you trust me to go out and tell people about like how you're such a healer and tell people about the greatness of who you are. But I have this issue and you haven't healed it yet. Like I'm not healed. 
I'm going to go out and tell everybody about the miracles that you perform, but I need one and you ain't done it. And Jesus, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he essentially told him, I could heal you right now. I'm not for a reason, essentially. Like, how much more powerful will your message be if, if, if you can go out and tell these people about the magnitude of who I am, even if you're still waiting for this particular promise? And uh, the disciples started crying. And he just accepted it. And in my mind, I'm like, he probably was still kind of like, I mean, but like, is that really necessary? Because that would have been my response. And I think that God knew I needed to be born within a certain time period. Because I've been reading the Bible sometimes especially reading the, the New Testament and the stuff Jesus was saying. And I'd be like, so why do you even have to go through all that? Were half of these parables necessary? We could have just went straight to the point, right? Like, I'd be like, Jesus, what you saying? So, <laughs> but I could tell in that moment that he was probably still like, I mean, that sounds profound and great, but also this hip, you know, because <laughs> that's what I would have been like. I mean, cool, but like, I'm out here telling them, but I'm limping. I got a cane. Like, come on, God. Okay. Like, I would have been a little irritated by it. I'm not even going to lie. But the point is that there's a reason. There's a method. God, we play the short game. God plays the long game, the eternal game. And we have to, when you're truly somebody who, uh, you're truly a God-fearing woman, you have to honor God and follow him when you don't understand what's going on. You have to follow him and push through those real emotions of, God, you're a healer, but you ain't healed me. You got to persevere through that. Long suffering is a fruit of the spirit for a reason, right? We're all going to have to suffer through something, but we have to be patient in affliction. But we have to take Romans 12, 12 into consideration. I'm going to read it. It says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful and prayer. This is something that I hold close to me whenever I'm really waiting for the fruit of something I'm believing in God for and I'm getting frustrated by it. I go back, Tatum, be joyful in hope, be patient in affliction, be faithful in prayer, and continue to go out and serve the Lord despite how you feel or your circumstances. Like that's just a posture, a reverence, a love, and a commitment that we have to have as God-fearing women. That's not contingent upon what we see or whether we see the fruit of anything. Why does God have to do anything else for us? He already sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. He already made it so today we don't have to go to the temple to be able to, to uh, spend time with him. We don't have to sacrifice rams and goats and all of that in order to be forgiven for our sins. We don't have to go to a third party. Jesus ascended to heaven and sent us the Holy Spirit. So we have so many luxuries that we take for granted. Why does God have to do anything else for us in order for us to love, reverence, and respect him? And I feel like if you're in a place where you're not truly God-fearing or you're not loving God to that level or have that level of commitment, then you have to deal with that. Before we can go out and do all of these great, magnificent, Instagram-worthy things. So the Proverbs 31 woman in her core was a God-fearing woman. And we have to be God-fearing women, women who are committed to the Lord. And make sure you get my new book, She's Uncompromising, A Christian Woman's Guide to Mastering Motherhood, Business, and Everything in Between. Available now on my website at tatentamia.com. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you don't miss when I post another video. And I'll see you in the next one.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.